Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Well, Thanksgiving week is in the books. If you are a regular follower of the show, Thanksgiving weekend went far better than Thanksgiving Day itself. We were 2-1 and one against the spread last weekend, making the record an even 3-3 three and three for the week. On the season, Graves on Gridiron is 22-14 and 14 against the spread. I am your host, Richard Graves. This is Graves on Gridiron, turning the page onto week 13 in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Okay, welcome along to the show already into week 13 of the regular season. Can you believe it? It has flown by so far. If you are a regular listener to Graves on Gridiron, it's great to have you along once again. If you are new to the show, downloading it for the first time, well, welcome along. We're pleased to have you with us. The premise is simple. Each week we take a look at the slate of games in the NFL. I will then pick three of those against the line set by the odds makers, dissect them and explain why I think perhaps it's wise to go over or under that line, why the odds makers might have got it slightly wrong. As I stated a little while ago on the season, we are 22 and 14 against the spread. We're looking to improve on that and get it better. So without further ado, week 13 is upon us. Three more games selected. And the first one sees the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to the LA Rams. And make no mistake, this is a huge game for the Los Angeles Rams. On paper, you might look at the Jaguars and say, well, this one doesn't immediately leap out with the Jags being tough opponents. But look, when you're on a three-game losing streak such as the Rams are, and it's already stated you're all in for the Super Bowl and have been outscored by 95 points to 54 over your last three games, look, things have to change quickly. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter who the opponents are, whether it be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Rams have to get a win. Make no mistake about it. And they've got issues. They're not running the ball effectively with Daryl Henderson running back at the moment. Quarterback Matthew Stafford, remember that big free agency move made in January that was going to turn things around? Well, he keeps throwing pick sixes right now. He's thrown one in each of the last three games. And to make matters worse, this comes at a time when the team's own social media page declared, look, we're all in. Remember when they signed Von Miller in a trade uh, a month or so ago and then Odell Beckham followed quickly? The Rams are all in on the Super Bowl, the Lombardi Trophy, this season. And quite frankly, since Von Miller and Odell Beckham arrived, it just has not gone according to plan. 0-3 in the last three games. They've had a bye week to try and sort things out. It hasn't worked. Now, the good news for the Rams is that they have a 5-0 record this year when they're playing against teams who currently have a losing record. In contrast, they're just 2-3 against teams who currently have a winning record, but 5-0 against teams with a losing record. And look who comes into town. The Jaguars with a 2-9 record this season. And while they've had some notable performances, they're not anywhere near the standard of the likes of the Green Bay Packers, for example, or the Tennessee Titans, who the Rams have lost to in recent weeks. And they've yielded 30 points or more on each of their three games against the NFC West they've played to date. So that's the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, the San Francisco 49ers. All that bodes well for the LA Rams. They're at home this weekend. Make no mistake, if you are serious about winning the Super Bowl, if you are serious about trying to win your division, the NFC West, and if you are serious about taking the number one seed in the NFC, 
This is a must-win game in their current predicament. Frankly, right now for the Rams, it's time for them to put up or shut up. They're already behind the eight ball, having lost to the Green Bay Packers um, last weekend. Remember, they've already got a defeat to their name against division rivals, the Arizona Cardinals. Put up or shut up for the LA Rams. I'm going to back them. The spread is big. They're heavy favourites, 13-point favourites going into this game. Take the Rams at minus 30. Okay, next up we have the Los Angeles Chargers travelling to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are narrow, three-point favourites according to the line set by the odds makers for this game. The Chargers have a 6-5 and five record. The Bengals are at 7-4. and four. It's been a while since either the Chargers or the Bengals were relevant contenders for a place in the postseason. You have to go back to 2018 to find the last time the Chargers were there. You go back even further to 2015, six years ago, since we last saw the Cincinnati Bengals take a berth in the postseason. And I've lost count of the amount of years it is since the Bengals actually won a playoff game. A win in this matchup, without doubt, would certainly go some way to changing that for both of these teams with an eye on a place in this year's playoffs. Of course, both have exciting young quarterbacks, and it'll be the first time that Joe Burrow, taken number one overall in the 2020 draft, faces off in the NFL against Justin Herbert, who went to the Chargers just a few picks later when they were both drafted last year. The Bengals, bear in mind, they have already flattered to deceive once this season. Remember, going back into October when they followed up that big win over the Baltimore Ravens with back-to-back defeats and a disappointing one on the road as well against the New York Jets. I'm not going to lie, that makes me a little bit wary of this Cincinnati Bengals side. And that's despite coming into this game riding a two-game winning streak and obviously that comprehensive annihilation of the Pittsburgh Steelers last weekend is still very fresh in the mind. The Chargers, well... With their offense, they're impressing everybody at the moment. They have plenty of firepower. The problem is on the defensive side of the ball. They have frailties, particularly in stopping the run. They are the worst in the NFL this season when it comes to that run defense. I think they're giving up something like 145 yards a game. Well, for me, this is where this game may well be decided. The Cincinnati Bengals running back, Joe Mixon, is enjoying the best season in his NFL career. He already has 13 touchdowns this season. 11 on the ground, two passing TDs as well. And he's scored two touchdowns in each of the last four games. This is a problem for anybody that's facing the Cincinnati Bengals right now. Because if you're not trying to stop Joe Mixon, who's racked up over 100 scrimmage yards in each of the last three games then you've got to worry about their rookie wide receiver, Jamar Chase. A home run threat every time he touches the ball. In fact, he leads all rookies this season in the NFL with 906 receiving yards. He has eight touchdowns. A number of those are big play touchdowns, plays in excess of 30 yards or more. As I say, a home run threat. And I can hear the Chargers faithful crying out to me, well, hang on, Richard. What about our offense? And you're right. The Chargers have um, Justin Herbert, at quarterback, who has shown real progression in his sophomore year. He has weapons. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler coming out of the backfield. As much of a threat running the ball as he is catching the ball out of the backfield. The, the problem is, 
they haven't shown that they can play defense very well uh, for large sways of this season. And you, like I say, last weekend's win, annihilation over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, it was a good offensive performance. They racked up over 40 points against division rivals. But also the Cincinnati Bengals took the ball away on defense as well. They absolutely throttled that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And I know it hasn't been particularly impressive through the course of this season, but this is the same Steelers offense that made a game of it against the Chargers seven days earlier and put up over 35 points uh, against them. This, this, this is, sorry, I correct, put up um, over 25 points against them and made it a game late on with, um, with big Ben Roethlisberger bringing the Steelers back. And that's the difference between these two teams um, for me. You, you've seen the Bengals, foot on the throat, they, they win games, they finish the games that they're in control of. The Chargers, they're, they're shootouts a lot of the time. You don't know quite what you're going to get. You're going to get entertainment for sure. But when you get down to December, the business end of the season, and there's postseason berths on the line, you need teams who are going to be ruthless. And to this point, the Bengals have shown me that they are more ruthless in the way they go about their business than the LA Chargers. With that in mind, take the Bengals at minus three. Graves on Gridiron. And the final game of three takes us to Miami as the New York Giants travel to the Miami Dolphins. And we're looking at total points for the game on this one. The spread is set at 40 and a half points for the game. And I'll tell you straight off the bat, I'm taking the under on this. Bear with me. I know it's a low benchmark, but listen to the reasoning behind it. The Dolphins come into it in good form. They're riding a four-game winning streak. Tua Tonga-Vailoa has completed 80% of his passes in each of the last two weeks. And it's been complemented by good defensive play for the Dolphins as well. They've given up just 46 points total over those last four games. Coming into town, a New York Giants side who themselves got a win last weekend, a rare win, only their fourth of the season. And that came off the back of firing offensive coordinator Jason Garrett, handing the reins for the play calls to Freddie Kitchens. It didn't exactly light a fire in that offense. They only scored 13 points in a 13-7 win over the Philadelphia Eagles. And the problem for the Giants is they've only scored more than 20 points in a game once in their last four. Adding to that, the news that's come down at the start of this week, the starting quarterback Daniel Jones is dealing with what's been described as a neck strain, which apparently picked up early on in the game against the Philadelphia Eagles. His status for this matchup is up in the air. If he can't play, then Mike Glennon will step in to start for this game at quarterback. Either way, it doesn't bode well for a struggling Giants offense. And as we saw last weekend, the only way they're getting around that at the moment is the fact that their defense continues to play hard. Like the Dolphins, their defense has been pretty good. They've only given up over 20 points once in the last five games. And as a result, none of those five games have produced more than 40 points total between the two teams. Equally, only two of Miami's last five have produced over 40 points as well. And even that was 41 combined in the game against the Jets. Last weekend, 33-10 win for the Dolphins over the Carolina Panthers. That's 43 points total. 
Factor into the equation that four of the last six matchups between the Giants and the Dolphins have produced 37 points combined or fewer, then all of a sudden you look at this spread of 40.5 points total and the under for it, I've got to tell you, looks really appealing. As such, I'm going to go with the current form. I'm going to go with what history tells me when these two teams meet. It tends not to be a high-scoring matchup. Take the under in this game. Under 40.5 total points. Let's recap the three games for you then. First up, the Jaguars travelling to the Rams. Take the LA Rams at minus 13 points. Then in game two, the Bengals hosting the Chargers. The Bengals are three-point favourites. Take Cincinnati at minus three. And then in our final game of three this week, the New York Giants going to Miami to play the Dolphins. The total point spread is set at 40.5 points for this game. Take the under. Under 40.5 points for the game. If you want to read the reasoning behind uh, these suggestions, then you can go to www.gravesongridiron.com and go to the blog at Talking Sport. You'll see the Week 13 blog up there right now with the reasoning behind these picks. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, at Richard Graves one Remember, first and foremost, it's meant to be fun, so do have some fun with this and enjoy the Week 13 games. We are 22 and 14 on the season. This week, we want to win them all, improve that record with a perfect 3-0 Week 13. I'll look forward to joining you again next week to discuss some more NFL, look at some more games, and hopefully reflect on a successful Week 13. But for now, it's goodbye. Enjoy Week 13. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one.